0: Well, hello there everyone. I think you are going to love today's episode. We are going to be talking with Jennifer Lacey about overcoming toxic mom culture and ultimately stepping into the joy and the purpose of motherhood and letting the Holy Spirit just totally guide interactions with your kids. Hey guys, you're listening to the She's Wild and Radiant podcast, the show that brings you real business strategy, community, and encouraging and truth-filled biblical advice for running your business and navigating the world of entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Ashley June, six-figure online business owner, ex-photographer, MBA, and storytelling expert who helps women claim their stories, create epic launches, and scale their businesses while staying in courageous alignment with God's calling on their life. Join me for conversational chats, interviews, and practical business advice every episode. so stoked you're here okay guys so before we hop into today's episode I want to ask you are you ready to holy spirit activate (laughs) maybe pray for your business a little bit more dive into some biblical truth and actually get reminded to do this on a regular basis I get it being an entrepreneur is hard especially maybe if you have kids at home and you know you're always kind of running around reacting to The events of the day. I mean, every day you're drinking cold coffee and you don't have time to just sit down and pound through your devotional and spend some time in the word. And then you kind of wonder months go by, like, why have I forgotten to pray for my business, pray for my family, just be intentional about these things. And maybe it's through exhaustion and being scattered or overwhelmed. I I get this struggle, you guys, but it does not have to be that way. You do not have to continue to guilt yourself um, because you're having a hard time with decision fatigue on what to study, where to study, when to study, and uh, how to pray for your business, all of this stuff. So I want you to imagine for just a minute um, that you have a bite-sized Bible study that can be done in seven minutes a week. I want you guys to imagine that you're going to get emails and texts straight to your phone telling you where to go in the Bible, what to study. And I want you guys to imagine having somebody else who gets to encourage you and send you truthful affirmation right to your phone and email. That is exactly why I created the Set Apart $7 Entrepreneur Club. You guys, this is the monthly business Bible study membership for faith-filled entrepreneurs who want to not only grow in their faith, build intentional prayer habits, but be encouraged in their purpose every single week while saving time and packing in the theological and Holy Spirit punch in only seven minutes a week. Every week, you guys are going to receive an encouraging text email. Every month, you're going to get a Bible study, which we break down into four weeks, which will also be sent to you on those Mondays. And you guys can post in our uh, free Facebook support community and build some community there. Um, With that in mind, you guys, six bonuses, the devotional library, as we're building that out, you're going to get access to that. You can log into a membership site to see all the studies. You get our vision casting workshop. You get 31 social media posting ideas. You get my call to courage mini course, and you get the four day Esther Bible study when you enroll for only $7 a month. So whether you're a busy entrepreneur, overwhelmed mom, hopeless biz owner, and everyday person who just needs a little more purpose and joy or the person seeking purpose right now, this is exactly what you need. For literally the price of like a vente frappuccino, a movie on demand, or a uh, super cheap bottle of wine, you guys, you can get this Bible study sent to your devices every month. Go ahead and sign up. The link is in the show notes. Hey guys, welcome to today's episode. We have a special guest, Jennifer Lacey here today. Uh, She's actually one of my students, so I'm so excited to have her on, but she is going to talk to us about uh, the motherhood culture, um, reclaiming the joy, the purpose in the everyday life and not just settling for maybe some of the things that the culture would deem kind of toxic these days. So Jen, welcome. Why don't you tell me about yourself? (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> Hello. Um, I, uh, I'm Jen, <laughs> um, Jennifer Lacey. Um, but I wanted to say first, I'm obviously a child of God. That is, I've learned to uh, start with <laughs> who I am instead of all the things that I do. Um, but I'm a child of God and, um, I'm a dreamer. I love teaching and helping others in any way I can. Um, I have a love for music, art, and the written word. So that's just a little bit about me. My family, um, I've been married for 12 years. I have four kids, ages 10, 6, 5, and 2. It's a lot, <laughs> but um, wouldn't change it for the world. And I've also struggled with depression and ADHD um, most of my life. So. That just adds another layer of difficulty to raising four other humans. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's been a long journey of like therapy and medication to get me in a place where I could even do simple things to help out my mental health, um, but I've definitely come out stronger and closer in my relationship with God as well as my family,
0: yeah, well, and um actually, I love that you mentioned the depression and ADHD dynamics. Cause I'm going to have some more questions about that for you kind of in, in okay. the show. Cause I think so many women, like they walk through that, you know, and mm-hmm. um, it really does affect like the everyday life stuff. You know, it probably sucks the joy out of, you know, being with your children and whatnot um, at times, if you're distracted or consumed. And so um yeah, no, I'm I'm excited to kind of dive into that with you. Why don't we chat about your business and just kind of some of your story, like how you got called into the coaching world, what that looked like. Um, just how did how did you get to be where you are today?
1: Um, yeah, it's that's a loaded question. Long story, right? <laughs> but um, specifically, I was um, running a boudoir photography business. Um, before this. And because, you know, I was told it was lucrative uh, and it was, and it was also a ton of fun. Um, I enjoyed helping women to see themselves in a different light and help them learn to appreciate themselves. And after about two years, I felt things really just hit a wall, which was weird because we had made it through most of the pandemic, like unscathed. I really started um, striving to, you know, save my business. I was told God wants his children to succeed. So, I pushed as hard as I could, but I kept hitting roadblocks. And one day I was doing a photography training and I thought, this is great information, but it's missing something very crucial. It's missing God and the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Um, I wish there was a training on that. (laughs) And God really put it on my heart. Well, why don't you teach? And for the next year, I just kept feeling called to online coaching and 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 that world and i finally felt led to close down my photography business i was surprised at how much peace i felt about that um and really started diving into how i can help moms who are going through similar things that i have been through
0: yeah well i think so many people you know in 2020 made so many shifts and the photography industry got hit um certain, I feel like certain niches really got hit, you know, like the wedding industry really got hit for a little bit. Now they are sort of getting like the payback of like all these weddings that were delayed and all of that now. So there's like a plethora, um, of weddings happening, but it's just interesting to me how I think this time it just rocked so many people, you know, and everyone is kind of like really just evaluating like, well, what do I want to do for my life? You know, like, where am I called? What is the purpose of this? And sometimes we go into these seasons thinking like, oh, this is going to be like a longer season, but then we get pulled out to jump into the next thing, um, kind of quicker than we thought. So was there anything like in the photography industry, um, that you just really wanted to get out of? Like, was there anything specific that was kind of like, you know, I mean, not only calling you into the coaching, but something that kind of was pushing you out of that?
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, Funny enough, it was, uh, (laughs) it was um, affirmations. (laughs) People kept saying, like, if you just want it enough, you will get it. And if you just, you know, convince yourself um, that it will succeed. And I, I really struggled because I was, like I said, I was hitting walls everywhere I went and I was believing and I was, you know, doing all the right things and I was putting God first. Um, and I just, it was just this, uh, constant message of you can do it. It's on you. And, um, and it was very, very money related, very, um, or money focused, I should say. And so, um, I got very consumed into that, into the, you know, the money side of things and, you know, the goals and forcing things and trying to strive as hard as I could. And that I was, it was such a huge relief when I let go of it because um, I just realized, well, what if, you know, God has something different for me and he's trying to guide me in a different direction and I'm fighting it. Um, and so that's kind of one of the things that really frustrated me was all of the, <clears throat> all of the kind of self-based affirmations
0: yeah, I get it. I mean, we see it in the coaching industry too, but um mm-hmm. in the photography industry, I think because you just have so many artists, you know, yeah. <laughs> is an artist and manifesting this and affirming that and like all of that. And um there's just not a lot of God in there. And so <laughs> it yeah. obviously depends on you know who you're working with and stuff, but in the coaching world, especially, like I feel like the options are not that expansive. Um, so But I love that that just, I don't know, kind of just wanting more of that purpose, wanting to step out of just like, am I just doing this for me, just the financial gain side of things. Mm -hmm. And I think this is where like your purpose can really come on fire, because not only can you do something where you'll make good money, but you can also make something where you can make an incredible impact. And so um, anyway, I just think your, your transition into that was totally, totally normal. So why don't we kind of dive into, um, just like toxic mom culture, why you're on a mission to change how moms operate. And, um, I'd actually love to hear like the depression perspective and the ADHD perspective and how this kind of led you to this realization of, gosh, something has got to change. And yeah. I want to help with that. Okay. Yeah. Um,
1: well, honestly, the mom culture, the toxic mom culture, I feel like it stemmed from a good place and from good intentions, um, helping moms to, you know, find, feel like it's okay not to be perfect and hundred percent all the time. And I totally support that. Um, but I feel like it's turned into a bit more and we've seemed to have taken that and embraced, that moms are just a hot mess and we don't get the luxury of peace and quiet and sleep and good hygiene. (laughs) And that's where I feel like it's become a bit toxic, um, or maybe just misguided. I feel like Satan is definitely using this message to convince moms that this is our lot in life. And it isn't, we are, if we are aligned with the Holy spirit, according to the Bible, we will, you know, yield the fruit of that, which is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And many of those things we associate with moms not having. And so, um, I think we've forgotten that we can have that, um, but we can't have it within our own strength or capacity or power, but in God's. Um, and so, like I mentioned with, you know, I struggled with major depression, um, most of which was undetected for many years. Um, but once I realized it began treating it, um, you know, in the logical sense of treating, you know, um, an issue. And then in turn, I began lean, learning how to lean on the Holy spirit and realize my true identity was in Christ and what that meant. Um, things really started to change. And I began to experience kind of those, the fruit of the spirit and that joy and peace that I didn't think was even possible. Um, Even while, you know, in the midst of closing my business, which I would have considered, you know, a travesty at one point because I loved it so much. Um, And then, you know, and the potential profits from it. Right. And then having to um, I went, had to homeschool my kids for a season Um, which I've always said I wouldn't do. And I would have definitely considered that to be my worst nightmare at one point. Um, (laughs) But even within that, I was, it was just that abundance. And I was shocked that, you know, we can have that. And so that is really kind of what stemmed from that.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, such a, Not only just once again, kind of going back to the pandemic stuff, like it was just a wake up call that just like, I think reshifted a lot of families, Mm -hmm. you know, and, um, but a lot was exposed, you know, like walking through, um, walking, like we're walking on a certain path, like we're operating as moms, you know, in a certain Mm -hmm. way, our families are operating in certain patterns and all of that. And then to have that rocked, you know, um, and Things kind of exposed. So, I mean, it's sounding like because you were closing your business around the same time, that um, yeah. that's when the depression you started to t- treat the depression, and yeah. kind of step into this like it's almost like you got a whole new set of habits, a whole new you know life. Right. Kind of it was sort of handed to you in a way that maybe nobody would totally expect. Um, but and- it's just, oh, sorry, go ahead.
1: I was just gonna say, it's, you know, I basically, it's like I learned that you cannot and shouldn't do this mom thing alone, you know, even if you're married, and it's still a lonely journey, you know, if you're in a good marriage, and things are going well, it's just a lonely journey. And, you know, God sent his spirit for a reason to dwell in us. So we can, you know, we can tap into that power and that supernatural strength that's there for us. Um, so yeah, that's, but something that I feel like it doesn't get, you know, enough airtime, basically. <laughs> we don't talk about it enough.
0: Well, cause we always think, oh, we have to do it alone. Or like, I love what you said about homeschooling would have been so terrifying to me and, um, or like the, the scariest thing. And to think that you were able to step into that and be okay with it and enjoy it and find, just life out of it, you know. I think it just goes to show it's like that's God inside of you doing that. You know what I mean? It's it's his fruit of the spirit. Um mm-hmm. and you just kind of showed up and were obedient to trusting him and being connected to him, you know, and that was sort of the reward for that. Um mm-hmm. and so countercultural. Like I just feel, I don't know. I mean, I'm so against like so many systems right now, like in the world. And um just what, what is expected of everyone, you know, and I've been thinking so much about the homeschool thing too. We're actually like a really great classical charter school where the kids are very protected and the values of the school are good. And, um, Mm. and all of that. So we're not dealing with the, the like woke ideology, you know, um, but part of me still is like, there's still a piece of like sending my kids off every day that, Mm -hmm you know, somebody else is training them. And I don't know, It just, I don't know. (laughs) Long story short, I feel like I've really softened up to the idea of potentially homeschooling at some point um, or something like that. Like if the, if the circumstances kind of came up and it would just be such a gift to be able to step into something like that with just joy.
1: Right. Yeah. It's, it's amazing how God can come in and just completely transform your heart and you know like I said I was so against it and I've completely changed like my thoughts about it and my um I don't know just it, it's like God literally turned my heart around um and both me and my husband were like at this you know we we're both saying I, I think we should homeschool and we knew that had to be God because neither one of us were like wanting to homeschool our kids <laughs> Like, where is this coming from? <laughs> right. I was like, oh, oh my God. gosh. This is crazy. <laughs> and so um but then we just, you know, we ran with it. And we decided to just follow that call and um it was it was a great season and that season did end for me. I um did not continue. Um but that was one of my one of my kids in my first grader um has some learning disabilities that, um, needed tending to, that I wasn't able to. And so, um, we got her set up and to, to, you know, receive services and stuff like that. And then my, you know, tried really hard to get my older daughter on board. And, and at some point it's like, she just gave up and wouldn't, wouldn't, um, cooperate anymore. And so, um, I ended up having to also put her back into like a public school situation and so um it's it's but i still have those feelings like i really wish it would have worked out and um but i got to that point where i was like okay this is now hurting my mental health, you know, and I want it to work, but maybe it was just for a season. And so, but it's just kind of why we should always be aware of, you know, God leading us in a different direction than we would expect.
0: Yeah. Well, I think it's, um, I think definitely like we go through the seasonal things, you know? And so it's kind of like, and sometimes I think we attach ourselves too much to one season. Like it can only be this way, you know, Mm -hmm. and that we are not open and flexible with like where the Holy spirit is leading us in that way. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's just, it it is what it is in that way. And it's not a bad thing. It's just kind of being open to like where God is like leading you next, you know, and Mm -hmm. what a precious season, even though there were hard things that came out of it, like what a precious season came out of it. Um, so tell me a little bit, like when you were like deep in depression, Um, how did that affect like your everyday mommy, I guess you could say.
1: Um, so uh, to go back a little bit, um, I gave my heart to the Lord at age 14. Um, I got really involved in the church seeking validation and, um, you know, I felt like I wasn't getting that at home. So I really dove in to church. Um, and so I served there for seven years, faithfully, Um, but it turned out to be a very toxic experience. Um, and the church, I quote unquote, I use the term lightly here, uh, started showing a lot of, uh, cult like tendencies and it was very legalistic. Um, and like I say that, but really it like truly would boggle your mind. I've had people hear the entire story and go that those things don't really happen. No, they really do. (laughs) Um, and so when my husband and I finally left, we were basically shunned and people that we had considered family now are spreading lies about us. Um, it was really, really tough and, uh, it took a while to recover from that. And I feel like, um, well, we ended up moving to Texas a few years later, um, and had our four kids. And then that's really when I feel like the depression hit its low, um, was because I hadn't quite process or recovered this major, you know, spiritual um it's like spiritual abuse almost. I hadn't quite, you know, recovered from that. And now, you know, on top of that, I have four little people that I have to, well, at the time I only had two. Um, but I I had these kids that I had to also now watch out for everything for them. And so it really spun me into the depression and that loneliness. And we had just moved to Texas as well. So I was very isolated. I didn't have a support system or I uh, didn't know anyone in the area. Yeah. I didn't even know how to get around the area. <laughs> um, and so we, we eventually after a few years and a few kids got settled at another church um where we people really helped us to start taking down those walls and letting people in and, and in turn letting God back in. And I realized that through all of that and through the walls we had put up, you know, and our mistrust of people and and communities and stuff like that, we kind of started, you know, blocking God out um unintentionally. And so once we started, really bringing those walls down, God was able to really start working into our lives and help us recover. Um, we developed an amazing community, um, and we've been strengthened tremendously since then it's been a super long journey. Um, but it has been amazing. Uh,
0: Well, I think your story just is so, um, I think that so many women have been through that, you know, like I think there's a lot of church hurt out there and a lot of, you know, churches who kind of misuse their influence. Um, but it's amazing how anybody walking through any type of like trauma, um, abuse, um, Mm -hmm. any just hardship. I mean, maybe being like abandoned or like, friendships ending and then people turning on you. I mean, that is, that is a traumatic experience, you know? And so
1: sometimes we can downplay it as well and, and think like, Oh, well, someone else's, you know, experience is worse than mine. So, you know, it's not valid. And that, that really doesn't help us because then we can't address it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's like, people don't, I don't know. It's like, people don't really have a lot of patience sometimes for walking people through hard seasons and just talking to them about it, you know, or like letting them be in the healing process, you know, and just like accepting that. I don't know.
1: Yeah. There was a, a few years where, um, you know, it was just, you know, the first few years after starting to kind of treat and, you know, go to therapy and, and learning what depression even was and, um, how to, how to manage it. Um, while also being a mom was really hard. And there were a few years where it was just, it was not pretty. <laughs> and there was, you know, days I couldn't get out of bed and, you know, but I need, but I had a kid to feed, right? And I had things to do. Um, and so it was, you know, it felt very, and there was a lot of shame in it as well, because, you know, I would go to friends and say, you know, I'm struggling with this. Um, and they would just say, well, you know, you need to pray more, you know, why don't you start having, you know, family Bible studies that'll help. And, you know, now I would say that would help, but at the moment, um, and I just told them straight out, I said, I, I don't even, I don't want to, I have no desire to do anything that I normally love doing. And that's the problem is like, I, first I have to address the main problem in order. And then I can start using, you know, practical steps and, and spiritual, uh, things to help build me. But if I just ignore like the physical issue that's going on, um, then I get nowhere. And so it was really hard. Not a lot of people quite understood, um, even my husband at first, but it, you know, he did a lot of research and was able to be a huge rock for me. And so um, that helped a ton. And we are now very open in our household about, you know, mental illness and mental health. And um, we just constantly are letting our kids know, like, you know, yes, this is something, you know, this is something I'm struggling with this is not on you you know mom's going to make mistakes dad's going to make mistakes this is why and we're working on it we're constantly working on it so they see and know that we are you know struggling through real hard things but that we've got it and we're you know we're relying on god and we uh, are able to manage that um and so that kind of i feel i'm hoping that that would you know take away shame growing up when they start feeling um you know, if there's anything bothering them and they feel like they need to seek help. Um, Funny enough, my 10-year-old actually just asked me the other day if she could start therapy. Um, We're in the process of moving and it's been stressful and her teacher noticed that she's not uh, quite performing how she normally does. And so she said, mom, this is all a lot and it's tough. And I think I need, like, can you, can you sign me up for like therapy? I'm like, oh, absolutely. <laughs> and so it's just, um, really cool to start seeing how, you know, we can change the, uh, the narrative for the next generation.
0: Well, I think it's huge that, um, she's wanting to do that and open to having the conversation because right there, that kind of tells me she's not hiding from it. She's not, blaming somebody from it. Like she's taking self-responsibility over, I have these emotions that are happening inside of me and I want to work them out and I want to deal with them and I want to process them, you know, where a lot of people will go straight into that fight or flight mode and just not kind of deal with what's internally happening. And, um, I mean, I went through, um, in the last, I mean, ever since kind of becoming a mother, but with our third, I think that was the hardest part for me. Like I definitely went through a season of that stuff and then had some just crazy stuff happened in my family and just the probably the lowest place that I've, you know, remember being since, especially being an adult and whatnot. And I remember, um, kind of just being in the midst of it and feeling like this just feels like it's never going to get better. It's never going to get better. Um, but then also just kind of remembering, like, you know, like we kind of have to walk through these valleys sometimes Mm -hmm. and wait it out, you know, and just Mm -hmm. kind of. God's not necessarily going to pull us out of it, but he will like come meet us where we're at and comfort us, you know, kind of like the eye in the storm.
1: Yeah, for um,
0: sure. And anyway, I just, I, I think it's especially hard for parents with like young kids because it's so demanding and so much is being sucked out of you, like on every single level, you know, cause it's tiring and you're yeah. tired and you're not taking care of yourself like you should be. So like the physical side of things, like you're not eating as well and sleeping as much and stuff like that right. basically. And so I think so many women during this maybe like what like 0 to 10 mark or 0 to 7 mark, 0 to 5 mark with kids mm-hmm. um hit these really hard moments, you know?
1: Absolutely. And um and I think a big part of the reason why um my daughter had no, you know, shame or anything about coming up coming out with that was because that's all she's seen. Um, she's seen like, that's just something we talk about. We talk about what's going on with our mental health all the time. Like, Hey, I'm having a really hard time right now with this. Um, God's got me and I'm going to be okay, but this is what I'm dealing with. And so I feel feel like, because she's just been modeled that that's a normal thing to talk about, like what's going on in our heads. <laughs> um, that is, is it made a crazy difference, but, um, yeah, also the. There are those valleys that we're going to have to be in, but you know, the, the Holy spirit is our, you know, he was sent to us as our, our comforter and he's, you know, supposed to be there. He is there with us along the way. It's whether or not we, um, tap into that and realize that he's there and receive him, uh, receive all of the things that that comes with, um, And a lot of that is, is comes down to grace as well. Um, We have to give ourselves grace. We have to give, you know, God is giving us grace, but a lot of times I feel like we reject it because we don't think we're deserving, but, um, but it is free and it is a gift. And when we reject it, that all that does is put us further into a rut um we have to receive it's so critical that we receive God's grace and accept that you know the faults and the the shortcomings and the weaknesses it is really important that we you know accept that so that God can come in and be the strength behind it
0: yeah one of the um part of my bible study this morning um something that just kind of occurred to me was just how important um, connection is when it comes to like obedience, like obedience doesn't really come without connection. Mm -hmm. And, um, just thinking about this, like in a, in a parenting way, or, um, even just like in our relationship with God, you know, like until we feel connected, which part of feeling connected is like accepting God's grace. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not here to perform for you, you know? Um, because I literally am just not able to do it. Like I can strive and strive and strive and perform all I want, but, you know, we all have to get to the point where we just accept that grace, you know, and just kind of yeah. like let him love us as we are, you know, right. um, which will then change our heart. So we are ready to act with obedience out of actual love for him, you know, versus, um, a commitment or like, um or like a not forced commitment, but like a, like an obligatory commitment or something, you know? And so right, think about all this.
1: Yeah. That's um, basically kind of what I'm wanting to teach is I'm, I'm wanting to teach women that, you know, how to put themselves in a place where they can physically, you know, be there and be present so that they can start taking those spiritual and mental, um, steps, but also, you know, my biggest thing is one, my, I have a whole, um, phase on it basically in my, uh, in my course is that it's release and it's really just about like, we have to let go. We have to, like, we hold on to these weaknesses. We hold on to these ideas of success. And it's not until we give that up and a lot of times we think, you know, giving something up is a bad thing, but if we don't give it up, um, then we can't accept and receive what he has for us. And, um, it's just so important to just completely let all that go in order to receive.
0: Yeah. Well, it's like the ultimate surrender, you know, just the ultimate act of surrender. Um, which is just so huge in the whole, like the whole piece of things or the whole scheme Mm -hmm. of things. So tell me a little bit, I'm just super curious about like the ADHD thing Mm -hmm. (laughs) and how that like has affected motherhood or just, I don't know, processing emotions, like just any insight on the ADHD piece that you mentioned.
1: Yeah. Um, I actually only just recently started um, treating that. I, because I feel like, so in, in adult women, ADHD doesn't look like it does, you know, in children. And that's, you know, kind of what we think about, of you know, that hyperactive stuff. And when really it's, it's so much, you know, I can't, it's not being able to finish things that I start. It's not being able to, you know, I'm just jumping from one fun project to the next or you know, and I noticed like, I don't, I was like, I'm not finishing a lot of things. I'm starting a lot of things, but I'm not finishing them. And, and, um, I noticed that there was that issue there and, um, you know, very jittery at times and, um, picking at my skin and stuff like that. And so I finally, you know, brought that up with, um, my psychiatrist and was like, I don't know what this is, but it's, it's, hindering me and I want it gone. I don't, you know, I didn't know what to call and she's like it eh, sounds a little like ADHD to me. So, um we kind of started working on that and how to treat that and um but even just being aware of it has been really helpful to be um noticing the things that I'm doing, being aware of the things that I'm doing and why I'm doing it. Um and pushing myself past what I would want to do and normally would do.
0: Yeah. Well, it's like um God has given us all the tools to overcome these things, even like these mm-hmm. diagnosis or <laughs> diagnostic. I, I can't even say it like
1: diagnosis?
0: Diagnosis, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what my brain is doing today. But it's like we have the tools to overcome these things, but first we have to be aware that they're there. You know, it's mm-hmm. almost like in um Alcoholics Anonymous. So AA, like they have the what seven steps or something like that of walking through. And I think the very first step of recovery, and this could be for any type of addiction mm-hmm. um, is that you have to recognize that you have a problem, you know? And so it's, yep. it's just so huge. Cause it's like, I really think that we really can recover from so much of this stuff. Like we don't have to live with spirits of depression or spirits of trauma or even spirits of ADHD, you know, like we don't have to live like that. Like we have tools to combat that stuff and kind of like take our power back over it, you know.
1: Exactly. Yeah, it's it's interesting how um we we try to just carry it all on ourselves and we try not to. We we just can't get to that very first step of uh, admitting, right, or um, just accepting that hey, this is an issue that I'm that I'm having. Um a lot of it sometimes can be pride, but it's it's just and shame. You know, it's but it's really hard to get to that very first step of, okay, I have an issue and I need to deal with it. Um, but once you get there, I feel like it just starts snowballing and you're able to, you know, more and more have that recovery and and start working through things.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's um It's like you just you can't have healing until the root is pulled out, you know? Mm -hmm. The root the root cause or the the root pieces of this stuff. So and it just opens the door, you know, because for you found the plant, you know, and so now it's time to like dig out the root. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um so before we kind of close out today, do you have any advice for moms or just like one piece of wisdom that you could leave them with today?
1: Yeah, I'd say, um, my advice is to give God the heavy burden of loneliness, um, you know, surrender because only he can carry it. We aren't strong enough, but he is, um, his power is made perfect in our weakness. So we shouldn't be ashamed of our weaknesses. Um, and mostly just, we have to make that time with God a priority, um, devote time to be in prayer, get up early, that is the biggest thing for me that can keep that will keep me on track, um, is making sure even if there's chaos and I wake up, because there's days I wake up and everything is, um, already going crazy. Kids are doing things and I'm realizing ah, I didn't, I didn't get up before everybody. Like I try to, um, but I will still, my first thing is I got to get my headphones on and, drown out everyone (laughs) and make sure I get my prayer time in. Um, you know, sometimes quiet places are not, a something the moms have access to. So, you know, we, but we can't make that an excuse. We've got to make it a priority to find that time. First thing, uh, the first thing of the day, I mean, even Jesus had to do it. He had to go to the garden to pray. Right. And, um, And so my, if Jesus needs to do this, we probably really need to do this too. (laughs) Um, yeah. So just making that time with God a priority and surrendering, um, and letting go of the shame of our weaknesses.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's huge. Um, and it all just kind of goes back to like, you know, see seek first the kingdom of righteousness and all these things will be added to you. It's like, if the first thing that you're doing in a day is just surrendering and saying like, God, like you have this day, I'm going to sit down with you, or I'm at least going to put my headphones on and drown out the craziness and just let you know that you are first, you know, in the, in the order yep. of things in my life, then it will flow down and have such a more, like a positive trickle effect. And Absolutely. um, I know as a mom, it was kind of like a mind mind shift or like a kind of a change like when I became a mother because your Bible study time really changes, you know, because you're like you don't have like hours and hours and hours just like spending the word or journaling and all of that. Like you you just don't have that time because you have all of these responsibilities. You know and even in the Bible it kind of talks about like if you're not married, you actually I, I can't remember what the verse says, but it kind of hints to basically like You get kind of distracted when you get married and you know have a family and have all these things, but like when you're single, like you have all of this time to devote to the Lord. (laughs) So true. (laughs) Um, But I think that yeah, just for me, that was like a shift of wow. Like my my quiet time, my Bible study, it's going to look a little bit different than it did in my single days or even pre kid days because Mm -hmm. just we're capped on time, and we got to give ourselves grace there, and just God gets it too, but spending five minutes is better than nothing, you know?
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I, a lot of times I'll try to get up at like five in the morning, um, just to beat everyone awake right? and get that. Cause I, I do prefer it to be quiet and it just really helps me to focus. Um, but you know, there are days, um, where like last night, I don't know, maybe three hours of sleep. <laughs> I didn't get much. And so, um, that's why one of those days is like, Oh, okay today's a day where I slept in because my toddler kept me up all night long. (laughs) And so I've still got to find a way. How am I going to make this work? How am I going to find this time? And I just, I just, I was like, okay, I got to go put my headphones on and distract my kids for a little bit just so that I can sit and, and pray and, and experience him first thing in the morning. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I love it. So, so good. Um, well, Jen, where can our listeners check you out today?
1: Um, I am on Instagram. It's, um, the uninspired mama, um, and also on Facebook as well. Um, same thing. It's the uninspired mama. Um, I, I call myself that because I've always felt like I should be inspired and that I had to be inspired in order to, um, do the great things that. I wanted to do in life. And then I realized that, um, it's not about my personal capacity, right? So I don't have to be inspired. I just have to be in the word and in, you know, connection with God. So that's kind of where that stemmed from is like, I just need, I'm accepting and I am the uninspired mom. I (laughs) like, and, and that's okay because I have, I have him and that, makes up for everything else. So yeah. Um, Instagram and Facebook, uh, is, is mostly where I am.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Well, I love the uninspired mama. I think that that's great. It's kind of like, I'm, I'm not the Pinterest mom, you know, yeah. <laughs> like I'm not the Pinterest mom of faith or like, you know, <laughs> so yeah. it's awesome. I, I think it's perfectly on brand for you. So um, anyway, just thank you so much for hopping on today and sharing your story and just kind of giving mom some encouragement and, um, just leading them in truth and walking away from the shame and just having, having the confidence and the courage to step into healing. So I really appreciate you coming on today.
1: Well, I am so thankful and grateful to be here. So thank you.
0: If you didn't hear at the beginning of the episode, I was sharing with you our monthly business Bible study membership for Set Apart Entrepreneurs. You guys, if you are ready to activate the Holy Spirit, pray for your business, get into biblical truth, and get exclusive inbox and SMS text Bible studies every Monday that refresh your parched soul, then you have to enroll. Only $7 a month to be a part of this movement, you guys. Join the Set Apart $7 Entrepreneur Club and never have to wonder what you should study that day ever again you don't have to settle for cold coffee you can do this in seven minutes a week you guys and it's something that you don't want to miss so if you are busy overwhelmed not knowing where to start need some breakthrough need some extra encouragement and you don't want to continue guilting yourself because you don't even realize that maybe it's decision fatigue that's keeping you stuck in your prayer life and avoiding your devotionals then enroll in the seven dollar a month set apart entrepreneur club go to the link in the show show notes to officially register. Wow, guys, what a great episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you could do me a quick favor and leave a review, I would be forever grateful. In fact, send me a screenshot of that review and I will send you a free coffee on me, on the house. Okay. Also guys, feel free to share this episode. Your friends need to hear this. They need to be encouraged. They need the business advice and I would love to have them in my world. Lastly, come join my free Facebook community. It's the podcast community. We do challenges, we do free trainings, we do various things throughout the year. And I think that you would love to be connected with other entrepreneurs who are wild and radiant, just like you.